What brings a community together? Shared insights? Shared conversations? Welcome to Open Door by Cox Communities, tackling the big questions on the minds of smart community business leaders. Welcome back to Open Door by Cox Communities, where we're providing information for you to consider when making decisions for your multifamily communities. Discover the latest trends and technologies that are making some multifamily business owners stand out. I'm your host, Bess Friedman, CEO of Brown Harris Stevens. Today, we're discussing the role that bulk Wi-Fi can play in creating a great resident experience. And I'm very pleased to be joined right now for the discussion by the executive director at Graystar, a leading fully integrated global real estate company, Mike Cloud, and the director of strategy for bulk managed services at Cox Communities, Julie Ostronik. Mike and Julie, welcome to the show. Well, welcome Mike and Julie. Before we dive into our topic for today, uh, I was wondering if each of you could take a moment to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Mike, why don't we start with you? Best, thank you. My name is Mike Clow. I work for Graystar Real Estate Partners. I'm an executive director and I'm responsible for our third-party property management business, which is a USPM business, about 500,000 units, all the way from East Coast to West Coast, Boston to Florida, Seattle to San Diego, and everything in between. So. I handle our third-party business. I do not handle Graystar's own business, but third-party business and uh, for about 850 clients and a million and a half residents in the apartment homes we manage. So been in the, been in the business for about 30 years, been at Graystar about 15 years. So thanks for, thanks for having me. No, great to have you. Very impressive resume. Julie, tell us a little bit about your role at Cox. Yeah, good afternoon. Really excited to be here. My name is Julia Stronic. I am the Director of Strategy for Managed Services with oversight of IoT, managed Wi-Fi, and bulk data. So my team and I, we really take that emerging technology from concept to integration in that multifamily space. And we really have that keen focus on really delivering that best customer experience to our B2B2C relationships. And I've been at Cox now, gosh, 25 years somehow. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a long you time. Both have great resumes. Yeah. And Julie, you look a lot younger than I do. So I can't believe you've been there <laughs> oh, that nonsense. long. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive right into the topic at hand today. And I'd like to begin first by taking a broader look at the advantages that bulk managed Wi-Fi provides and why owners should consider it as an option. Julie, perhaps why don't you take a moment to talk a little bit about some of the key ways that it differs from other models of service? Yeah. So first, we really like to align customer needs with the right solution. So when our sales professionals engage with our clients, they really hold a good discovery session to really understand that broader vision of the community. So an example of that is if an owner is looking to provide a solution that allows residents to walk in the door, have that instant connection without calling in or needing to roll a truck, 
and then the owner is looking to really monetize that broadband through rents, then a bulk data solution really kind of accomplishes that. But if an owner's vision really is more about providing a solution that drives and delivers a ubiquitous Wi-Fi coverage from the units, from the resident unit to the pool to the pickleball courts, right? Mike, you guys are doing pickleball courts now? Yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, if you're taking that, but then you're layering in that network that provides connectivity for your smart technologies like property automation in the units, EVO stations, cameras on the property, then that's really where you that managed Wi-Fi solution feels right. Thank you for that. Mike, when it comes to resident experiences, what are some of the biggest benefits that you have observed on Graystar's properties? Well, I think, you know, when I think of residents, I think of, you know, potential residents and I think of current residents, right? And your question is really regarding current residents, but I think the ability to log into one system, have the Wi-Fi work throughout the community, use use a, a resident app, obviously powered by managed Wi-Fi as they move throughout the community, right? And able to communicate with the office and get things done. The ability to, you know, let the dog walker into their apartment home to go walk the dog, you know, get services from their app that's obviously Wi-Fi enabled. So it gives us the ability to stay within one software or one app throughout the living experience for the resident that lives at the community. So it's an inefficient system would have them going from one application to get through the gate, another application to get through the door, another one to get to the elevator, another one to get to their unit. And this really allows them the ability to stay in one system. Uh, and then as Julie's already said, the ability to, to handle, you know, let someone in the door to let the dog out, see who's coming in the door, um, see who's knocking at the door, security, leak detection, the thermostat. So, you know, all of those are just things that the residents are, are begging for. And as the owner of the property, we want as well. We want leak detection. We want thermostat control. I think the other big thing that Manage Wi-Fi will do is for our prospective residents, those that are wanting to look at the asset for the first time and the ability to do a um, an agentless tour or a self-guided tour where they can get on the app and then get access to the community. And they can they can do that not just eight to five or nine to six when the community's open, but they can do that on weekends. They can do it at night or in the morning. They can, you know, they can tour the property at their convenience on an agentless tour and, and manage Wi-Fi allows us to do that because it's a, again, a controlled environment. You're one application and for the owner of the property, you get all the benefits of, you know, a controlled environment who's entering the unit, kind of protecting those residents that live there while a new prospective resident's trying to live there. So I think it's a, you know, a bundled package is beneficial for everybody. Well, Julie, coming from the provider side of this, what are some of the things uh, you've seen as game changers when it comes to resident experience? Through the lens of managed Wi-Fi, one of the things that you may have heard before is that moving is one of the top five most stressful events next to divorce and death. So as we look at like the managed Wi-Fi solution, as far as like game changers, we really understand that it's the responsibility as a provider to really create that experience that removes that stress from the residents and really creates that move-in ready internet 
so they don't miss a beat. And so, I mean, obviously that is table stakes. But when I think of real game changers, it's really driving an intuitive experience on from onboarding to authentication and connecting and managing all of those devices in your home. It's got to be quick and easy. And the other piece to that is really ensuring that we've got this solid platform that is proactively monitored. So Mike talked about it. It's that connected experience that residents expect now, making sure that that's always going to be connected. And so really that proactive monitoring will remove the burden of a resident having to call in for support. It's your provider saying, hey, we've got this and we're getting you back up and running soon. Yeah, I call it being hot the day you move in. You don't have to wait three days to get, you know, Wi-Fi or, or internet or cable or whatever your choice is. So that's a good lead in for you, Mike. So talk more about some of the things that you've done at Graystar to increase resident acceptance. And some of our active adult communities, and remember your your consumer there is usually 55 or older, and it can be in our active adults or our B2 or SFR. You want to, you know, you want the resident to move in and have the system ready to go, not have to call 1-800-PROVIDER and they'll come out two weeks from Tuesday and sure your, you know, your Wi-Fi, your phone, your internet, your cable, whatever you want, you know, whatever the services are, they'll pay for the convenience to have that ready to go day one. You know, they move into their apartment home, they need a, you know, they need to set their password, set their priorities. And again, not all consumers are 25 that know how to use all the tech, right? A lot of them, you know, they want it to be, you know, somewhat helpful and easy. And we've, we have found that the managed Wi-Fi is, makes it easy. It's not a detriment on, oh, I, I, I moved in on Saturday, but next Thursday, I got to be here from 12 to 4 to get some of my systems set up. And so we, we find it to be a competitive advantage for us in the leasing process but also in the service to our consumers, right? That that's it's a competitive advantage by having a system that is what I call hot and ready to go. I like that. Being ready to go is a good thing. Julie, what role does the provider play in explaining and helping both residents and staff buy in? I think there's really three things that you can do to ensure the property staff and residents are excited and really looking forward to that solution. And So I'm going to look at this really through the Cox lens because I've been here for 25 years and that's what I know. So first, I think our teams, we work really hard to be that trusted advisor to ensure that we are educating, consulting and supporting at all levels. So when you look at that, it's really supporting from our executive sales team is engaging with the C-suite. Our account managers have that engagement with the property staff. And then, you know, we've really got that specialized support for the residents. That engagement really just helps build confidence that really then translates to how the property staff presents the solution to the residents themselves. I think secondly, it's proactively engaging with the property staff and the residents and gaining that powerful insight through surveys from the residents, feedback sessions from the property staff, and really turning that feedback into actionable improvement plans. And, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that there is always opportunities to become better. One last comment, too, is we believe wholeheartedly that we will own 
our mistakes. We are not above pulling our executive team into a room with owners, regionals, property staff, and really understanding our missteps and talking through that and doing what it takes to make everything right. So I think those are really important to, again, build that confidence with that whole relationship. You want a partner in this space that um, you can count on that is going to be there to service your needs. And as funny as this will sound, you know, having Wi-Fi and internet's kind of like having electricity and water, right? It's it's not it's no longer like a nice to have. It's kind of a have to have. And I'd say, you know, in the student housing portfolio, do we manage, you know, if you just go online and read the reviews, that consumer not only has to have a, a live in a community with Wi-Fi, but really good Wi-Fi, right? Because the consumer the newer consumer, the younger consumer is watching and doing things differently with different speeds and how they how they watch things, how they communicate. And so I think you got to have a really good provider that has good Wi-Fi so that, you know, the living experience is acceptable or above average, right? And because if you don't have that, you could say that you don't have water and electricity, right? And no one, none of us would no one, uh, one of us would want to live in a community without water and power. And I, I'm not, I'm kind of making fun of it a little bit, but it's to that type of need where it's almost more important than who your power company is. It's who manages your Wi-Fi. We actually have people that call us that say their internet's down, but they also don't have power. So they don't necessarily tie the two together all the time. Just crazy. And if you asked a teenager, they would definitely choose the Wi-Fi over the anything else. You know, that's really and they don't want it glitchy. You're right. So the younger. Yeah, the expectation is everything is fast and it works, you know, the way that it should work and so on. So, yeah. Yeah. Wi-Fi is, is an expectation for sure. Internet and Wi-Fi. What about from the owner's perspective, Mike? What are some of the biggest advantages you've noticed at Graystar? You know, as, as far as the owner, again, a competent partner in this business, as Julie just said, who's going to tell you not what you just want here, but what they can deliver. And so for us, we want a, a managed Wi-Fi that is, that works. You know, in some states, we might be able to do a managed Wi-Fi with a shared, you know, we might be able to charge X dollars and bill the residents for X dollars. There might be some type of premium, obviously varies by state and municipality. So as the owner, you want a provider that works. You also want the system to be integrated, you know, with our different softwares. And again, kind of mentioned earlier that if our property management software is on Yardi, you want the managed Wi-Fi to work in Yardi. You want those devices to be connected back to this, you know, this IoT. So as the owner, you, you want a you want a provider that does what they say they're going to do. And remember, some in some cases, our owners are building communities from ground up, out of the dirt and up. And some are buying communities and we're retrofitting the need. You want the system to work. You want it to do what they say they're going to do. And as Julie's already kind of said, if it doesn't work, you want them to own it and fix it, right? You don't want to have someone say, well, it's, it's, it's your problem. It's the system. Yeah, it could be the electricity's out, but you want to know that your partner in this is going to be there to A, make it work, do what they say they're going to do. And in some cases, there could be be a revenue share. There could be an opportunity for the owner to, you know, make some additional other income by these these managed Wi-Fi solutions. Or when the residents 
you know, sign up for additional services like streaming, et cetera. The owner can benefit, you know, financially a little bit, but they can also, you know, benefit from from partnering with a good company to make sure what they're what they're buying and what they're using is working properly. I don't know if that's helpful or not, Best. No, very helpful. Julie, what are some other examples of the ways in which it can streamline and improve operations for owners? So Mike already really alluded to this. And obviously, this is the space that I live in with IoT and managed Wi-Fi. But more and more, that managed Wi-Fi solution is primarily being driven by folks launching property automation, like Mike already talked about. And the reason they're launching property automation IoT is really because more and more folks are realizing that that's a key initiative into really digitizing their business. So when you think about it, there's really three benefits that owners are going to see. And Mike really talked about several of these already. It's really driving those operational efficiencies. It's helping create those frictionless customer journeys and really improving that overall customer experience, which then translates into better retention at the property. We want the residents to stay there as long as possible, right? And then Micah also talked about this. It's really, you know, that opportunity to optimize rents and occupancy. Residents want automation because that helps with comfort and control. And owners are able to really take that and increase rents and amenities. So all the way around, kind of driving that direction is ultimately a win-win situation. I think the other things that maybe I should have mentioned is, you know, the other thing with insurance costs, going through the roof, you know, this managed Wi-Fi that can can help with leak detection and has some ESG to it. The million, you know, of the million five residents that live with us or the 700,000 units, you know, a lot of those are vacant apartments, right? So how do we, how do we manage the usage in a vacant apartment? How do we manage the, the leak detection how do we manage our security in those? It's not only the occupied units, but the vacant apartments, right? Because you don't generally get a flood in an, an occupied apartment, you get a flood in a vacant apartment. So, you know, Manage Wi Fi does give us some leak detection that really helps our insurance and ESG benefits just for power. You know, just how, what's the system doing? How much usage is going on? And, I'd say insurance companies, I'd also say pension funds are looking at the industry saying, I want to partner with companies that have all that. And you manage that through a managed Wi-Fi. So it has far reaching impacts other than the current owner, the current resident, um, the current staff. It's It's got long-term benefits to the property, you know, from an ownership standpoint and a protection of the asset. You know, because insurance insurance rates are, you know, gone up twenty five percent the last two years, and a lot of insurance events are obviously hurricanes and that. But a lot of a lot of a lot of them are self induced. You know, when high rises flood twenty nine floors and the the leak starts on top, you know, that's a big financial hit inconvenience for the residents. And you can't really stop a leak with leak detection, but you can turn off the water as quickly as it's no, yeah, it's noticed. Yeah, you can prevent that $11,000 per unit. Per unit flood. Now that we've talked about the advantages, let's talk a little bit about what it takes to implement this type of service. So Julie, I'm going to go to you. What are some of the things you look out for in the implementation process? 
Yeah. So as far as looking out for, I think, you know, some of the key elements of just like kind of even high level is really just establishing clear communication and engagement with both the client and the solution provider. So to me, seamless implementation really starts at the very beginning with our sales professionals and their engagement in with the owners and the developers and you know, holding those discovery sessions I talked about earlier and really outlining and understanding what is it that the owner is driving to do? What is their overarching vision of that community? And then taking all of that information, having a sales engineer really build out that right design. And then once that design is packaged up, that package gets handed off to, you know, project managers and those project managers I think this is really key. And and I think sometimes it gets brushed over, but how is that solution being implemented? Is it, you know, is it thoughtful? Is it, uh, is there a clear line and a clear process to hit that end game? And so it's about, again, setting the clear expectations on how that install is going to be performed. You know, who's doing the install and then providing those connection points throughout that process. So really kind of, you know, again, outlining the game plan for the day. But I mean, it's like little things that mean a lot, like what time should we show up? Where do we park? Is there a place to that we should, you know, throw away, you know, trash? And people really like to fully understand what that experience is going to look like holistically um, and and want to be informed throughout that process. So that is something we think is really important throughout that implementation process. Yeah, clear communication, obviously, and and also managing everyone's expectations, right? I would imagine. Um, well, Mike, from your experience, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in the process of moving properties to managed bulk service? Well, I think you got to align yourself with a company or partner that's going to be around or has done it before. And, you know, I remember years past, you know, there were 10 different companies that would tell you they could do bulk whatever, right? And they, you thought you negotiated good contracts. You, they said they were going to do what they said. And then you get in there and they're not, you know, the, the product isn't delivering the the speed or the number of channels. And, and then you're now stuck with an inferior product. And so, and, and that company that partner you thought you had sold three times and, you know, the contact you thought you had in Phoenix, Arizona is now in Buffalo, New York. So I think you have to have a partner that, you know, the salesperson who maybe sold you initially the work is with you the whole way, right? Like they don't disappear, right? That account exec who walked you through it and gives you the schedule and gives you the milestones that they're there throughout the process, right? From, I call it cradle to grave. They've, they, they're there when they sold you the system. They're there when the system gets delivered and they're there to follow up to make sure that, you know, this is, so I, so I look for partners in this space that have a track record, have good customer service, you know, record, but most importantly, they're responsive. And it's, you deal with a, with a partner that's not going to hand you off from person to person to person. You have an, you have an account exec that, stays with you. So when I do a long-term agreement, 10 years plus, right? I'm looking, I'm looking for not only the attributes today of that partner, 
but what are the chances that partner's going to be around in 10 years? Because if I'm signing a 10-year agreement, I got to have a good hunch that they're going to be here in 10 years. And I've learned in the past that maybe the economics or the pitch was so good, I latched myself onto partners that probably weren't the right one. They were good that day. They, they had a good pitch. The economics maybe were better than others. But I really, when I was, you know, signing that 10-year agreement, it was difficult because in 10 years, they were nowhere to be found. And I was left with an agreement or a partner that it became a negative to ownership of the building, not a positive because my residents weren't happy. My channel offering wasn't competitive in the marketplace. My internet speed, you know, wasn't market competitive. And so I'm always looking for someone who I think is not only good today, but going to be around in 10 years in this space. Because again, back to one of my earlier comments, this is a service and a product that the consumers have to have. It's it's top five. And if it's not top five, you're going to hear about it online. You're going to get a bad reputation. That reputation is going to cost you occupancy and rent and goodwill. And no one wants that in the service business because now, you know, online reputation and, and service quality is so important. It's everything at this point. It's everything. And people talk and it gets around and then they write things and then yeah, you don't want to definitely don't want to have your name in the mud. So you want to really keep it, raise the bar. Sounds like you guys do that, Mike, at Graystar. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're always watching our reputation scores, our online reviews. We survey our existing residents. And again, if there's feedback that says our internet, our Wi-Fi, our cable, you name it, is not above average, right, or, or highly satisfactory, then we're obviously focused on it. Thankfully, I don't have a lot of those. I don't have a lot of those complaints that I have to kind of wrestle through, knock on wood. So maybe, maybe I've done a better job recently of picking my partners than I did in the past. Well, learning, you know, you learn through experience, you know. So, and Julie, let's. What about staff for you? What are some of the best practices you've observed when it comes to ensuring they are fully trained and that they're able to assist residents? Yeah, those are absolutely key things and super important. So I think first, some of the things, some of our best practices and some of the things that we're really focused on is really walking the property staff through like what the solution actually looks like. So having an installer really showcase, hey, here's our first installer, first few installs. Let's walk back to the unit and let us show you what this install looks like. Does this match what your expectations were? Does it exceed that? And then let me show you a little bit about the placement of the equipment, how it works, and really give them that broad overview. I think that's really important because it keeps that dialogue open. I think secondly, we perform our trainings for property dashboards is super important is because that's the tool that they live within. It's how they onboard residents, how they offboard residents, and you know, making sure that they can do all the, fi- the functions that they need to to manage their business. So it's important, you know, you walk them through some training and we want to put that to practice. So we kind of do a certification of sorts to really validate those key functions that they can fully perform all of that. And so they have that confidence when we leave. And I think the last thing is really our account management team is really, really heavily engaged during implementation and even those first phases 
of a property, especially a new build, because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot happening. And so I think it helps the property staff, again, kind of to the earlier comments, really build that confidence because, hey, they've got support. Somebody's going to stop by and I'm going to say, hey, how do you do this? Or remind me, what should I do in this situation? And we can walk them through that because that will, again, it, it'll get them to that place where, you know, they can execute on all the things and feel good about the service that they're providing their residents. I would just comment on one thing Julie said. I think walking through the on-site team, where the system is, how it really works, because again, if a resident moves in and they bump a button, they unplug it, right? And then they get on the phone and say, my internet doesn't work. And then uh, the staff can go in there and plug it back in, right? Or or quickly modify it. It does it does reduce a lot of the consumer uneasiness, right? And so I think that partnership is they're located here. This is kind of how they work. If there's a repeater in the hallway or something like make the on-site team how it works, how they get a hold of their tech, right? If it goes down at five o'clock on Friday and no one wants to wait till Monday, and I think a partnership between the installer or the service person and the on-site staff goes a long way because you can troubleshoot 50% of any issue yourself before you, you know, you call out your tech. And if you know them by name, you call them by phone and say, Hey, I got a problem in unit 220. You troubleshoot over the phone and and a lot of times the so I think that's I think that's a very important comment that Julie made is you're kind of in partnership together. Absolutely. And I think, you know, kind of going back to some earlier comments, that support model, it really happens at all levels. But I mean, we sit down and, and you know, to that training process, part of that training is really understanding. Here's the contact for residents. We have a different phone number that's an escalation for the property staff. We've got client performance managers and account managers that are all there to fully help support the property and making sure that solution works. And and then having technicians that are in that market that can quickly help alleviate some of the issues if, if something occurs. I think all of those things are so important to, the, again, the confidence of the residents and the owners when they're signing those 10-year agreements to your earlier point. Mike, how do you approach staff training at Graystar? What have been, what would you say, give us a few of the lessons you think you've learned through all of your years of experience. What what things would you point to? I mean, I think you've got to have a regular training, right? You've got to have a regular repetitive training. Some of it you can do online, some of it you can do in person. You know, so we do a lot of regular training every year for our, for our, for our teams. When it comes to telecommunications and internet and that, we, we'd, we'd, we'd have on-site meetings and do training. We're always training our on-site staffs on latest you know, leasing trends, latest service trends, kind of service expectations for our residents. We do that on a regular basis. Again, a lot of it is online. Some of it is in person. Some of it's in group settings. And then, you know, a lot of times we'll bring our partners in for a, a learn and lunch where we're, we're learning something, you know, a week, a day a week, we may bring in lunch and, and do a, do a training session, but we're always trying to keep our employees, which we call team members, you know, on the cutting edge of not only technology, but training so that, you know, they can meet the needs of our, our residents and our consumers in addition to the owners that we work for. So we, you know, a lot of times we're working for a third party owner, 
they've got motivations, the staff's got motivations, and then obviously the residents live there. So ongoing training is, you know, you have to do it again. And it varies in cycles. Some things are easy to learn online and some things you have to do in person. And we try to motivate everyone by food. Food is a good complement to training. Mike, you're speaking my language. You're speaking my language. Food gets everybody wherever you, we, we have that thing. It appeals. If we put food out, everybody shows up. So food is always, people will cross the park for a bait. Food's a motivator. It motivates me. I don't know about you, but French fries will get me almost anywhere. Everybody likes a good meal. And just to touch, kind of going back to your comment, I think that is something that we've definitely implemented as a best practice is really some of these solutions are fairly complex and it's not a one and done. It's revisiting and then you may have staff turnover. Maintenance is important to be involved in those meetings. And so in some of our solutions, we do conduct a monthly training just to do a refresh and a check-in and just reminder of this is how you ha- you handle these different scenarios. Because I think, again, it's it's so important. So they're building that confidence. They understand where to go if a situation happens and they, they feel that support from their team and their providers. So I completely agree with everything you just said. Julie, Mike, this has been a great conversation. Before we wrap up, I would just love... And I'll go to Mike first. Share any anything you want to leave the audience with, any pearls, as I say, of wisdom that you want to say, please do. I'd love to hear any final thoughts that you might have. I just say that the relationship with the manager of the apartment community and the resident is is not going away. It's getting more technical. The expectations of the consumer are changing every day. The future consumer is highly tech oriented. They want things to work. They sometimes want them to work not in person, right? They want them to work online. They want their relationship to be, they want to be able to use their their cell phone to communicate with the owner. They want them to use their cell phone to get into their apartment home. They don't carry car keys, by the way. So Tesla's figured out how to run a car without a key, and we have to figure out how to run our apartment communities without keys. And so I'd say that having a tech solution and manage Wi-Fi on systems that communicate all the way from the front gate to the entry door to the elevator to the apartment. You got to be up to speed. You got to be able to do that in one application, an app. That application has to communicate with your property management software. Your, um, and so I think as, as I would, if I'm listening to this podcast, I want to know that is this area I should focus on? And I'd say, you better spend a lot of time focusing on it. You better pick the right partner. You better do your due diligence because manage Wi-Fi and communication with the resident is not going away and becoming more and more important by the day. Julie, what about you? Any final thoughts? So I think the most important takeaway for me is really, you know, looking for a partner that is the trusted advisor that will be there to to consult, to educate, and really to support on all of those levels and a provider that's gonna be here tomorrow for those long-term relationships. And then I think the last thing really is, you know, Mike again hit on this, is that single pane of glass. It's that integration with all of these smart technologies today and that Wi-Fi backbone. It's it's making sure how to implement and have all these services work together and choosing the right provider for those products. I want to say thank you to Mike and to Julie for uh, sharing with us today and uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Awesome. Great. Thank, thank you. you, Julie. Thank you, best.
Well, it was really great having Mike and Julie on the show today and getting their thoughts how bulk Wi-Fi can serve as an amenity to residents and create a great living experience. If you want to learn more about the excellent work being done by Mike and his team at Graystar, you can visit their website at graystar.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review. Thanks again for listening. I'm Bess Friedman, and this has been Open Door, brought to you by Cox Communities.